Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. On this episode, we're joined by Captain Bob Songen from Real Excitement Charters. Bob is based on Lake Ontario out of Oak Orchard. He does fish out of Wilson for a bit in the spring as well. But today's show is focused on the Lake Ontario Fishing Advisory Panel. Bob is a member, along with other captains, recreational anglers, and resource managers. It's an interesting partnership that is working to sustain the incredible fishery of Lake Ontario. Trevor Sumption from Fishhawk Electronics is co-hosting this episode. We give feedback to them, a lot of what we've seen over the course of the year, what we see happening with the fishery. You know, they do their surveys and they get a picture from their surveys, but their surveys they really don't tell the whole, whole story because a lot of those times they're trying to find out how, how many fish these guys catch and sometimes small fish and they don't identify that they're small fish but put them back. So we kind of give them how... How big how big the fish are that we're seeing, really, where we're catching them and what we're seeing out there. And they use that information as part of the decision process of what they're going to do in the future as far as what they're going to stock and how they're going to stock. Okay? And it's worked out pretty well so far. Uh, they take what we feed them, plus they also take what they find out from the USGS with their bottom trawls and what they see as far as... Uh, fish sizes with the survey boat and they put all that together and come up where they're going to go and uh we've been we started this about four or five years ago but it's actually become official now that we have this organization and we have representatives across the whole lake we have me and vince fairly only our west west end lake uh, professional lake and then we've got guys from the east end they divided the lake up into three sections west Midwest, Central West, Central East, and then East. Okay, and we've got two representatives from the lake, professionals from, so there's eight there. Then we have two representatives, uh, trip guys. So they're getting that information and their fall sure. fishery and the, and the upcoming spring fishery with, sure. with uh, steelhead and that and how everything's working for that. And then there are a couple at-large members like Joe Yeager is an at-large member, okay, representing more of the recreational folks. So, and I, go ahead. I, I understand that one of the results of that is, is we're going to see a few more kings here in the in the next year. Is that yes, correct? Yeah. Yes. The result from that is we're going to see about 90,000 more kings going in this year. Right. And that's based on forage base, okay. health of the forage yeah, base. What they're doing with the forage base now is uh, Brian from the USGS, they are actually putting together a predictive model where they believe the forage base is going to go. Gonna be there. Now, two years ago, we had a very large recruitment of young of the year allies, okay? Mm-hmm. And the recruitment from year one to year two wasn't as strong as they thought it would be, but now we have a lot more adult allies in the, in the system so that the kings don't have to eat as many number-wise because sure. you get, get more nutrients, get the nutrients from the large ones. Yeah, right, right. so that predictive model, they, they share that with us. There's, a, there's also going to be... A, the change in brown trout, the change in strains of brown trout, uh, the change into a strain that they believe is going to have a higher survivability rate, go a little bit bigger. 
Okay. Uh, brown trout over the years of the hatchery, you walk up to one of the ponds and fish would swim towards you because they know they're going to get fat. Now this new strain, they swim away from you. They're more, you know, scattered when they hmm. when you put them in. One of the problems over the years with brown trout survival is you put them in the lake, they don't go anywhere. This new strain they put in, they're expecting to disperse a lot quicker. Birds pick them off. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. the cormorants and that. Yeah. The birds pick them off. They're expecting these fish to disperse quicker, so they're going to hopefully in the long run have a higher, higher survival on them for us. I was in Wilson last spring, and, and you could see them. You could walk out on the pier and just oh, yeah. see them all swimming around. Yeah. The birds were, were enjoying the uh, free dinner. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you've been doing this a long time, Bob, as a as a captain, you know, let's face it, the three of us sitting here, we're, we make our living, right? right? We support companies, we right. support families, right. you know, in this fishery. How should we feel? I mean, what, what do we feel that the future of that fishery is right now? I mean, how, how, how do we feel right now? Working with this group, we feel pretty positive about it. Um, things have changed. You know, they cut the stocking back because they were worried about the forage base. We're not, they're not going to give, say, have a target anymore. It's not going to be, okay, we're going to work up to put in 2 million fish. Okay. They're going to more adaptively manage the lake because of the contribution of wild fish, which sure. in the beginning, years ago, was non factor because there was no wild reproduction right. at all. But over the, the years, with the way that they're managing uh, the water flow at Salmon River at the hatchery, okay, they've got a large number of wild fish. And you can't, you know, from their perspective, you can't just keep throwing more and more fish and you're going to get to a point where it's going to be diminishing returns. Right. So it's going to be an adaptive management. So depending on size of fish, depending on where they believe the, the population of the alewives is going to go, the total uh, forage base size, and plus what we're seeing using all of those factors, it may go up 2,000 one year or 200,000 one year, and it may drop 150,000 the next year, depending where the predictive models are. But doing that, they're going to try, they're going to try and stabilize it. But so long range, I think they're onto a good thing, and I think the fishery is going to be a lot healthier. Okay. I took a look at, at the minutes from your last meeting you guys had in January. Okay. And, and this is something I think that, yeah, you guys put a lot of time. There's people. You guys have a meeting. It's not like we're going to go on Zoom. No. You all get together. Right. You all sit down in a room together and, and talk this over. So it's a, it's a big time commitment to be on, on this committee and to be a part of this. And um, I'm just interested in seeing what what that room is like. Now I know uh, sometimes you talk to to captains and they don't have a lot of good things to say about whatever whatever their managing agency is, whether it's in you know Michigan or wherever. You know you'll talk to guys like yeah they're you know they're dumb. Well, you guys are sitting down and you're cooperating. You guys are working together. Uh, just tell us a little bit about kind of what the temperature in that room is when you're all together like that. Well, I'll tell you, it's we've got on a better basis as far as understanding what they're doing and they're, them understanding what our needs are, okay? And it's it's come down quite a bit from where the old days yeah. were. Everybody's yeah, yelling yeah. on the audience. Hang them up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. The temperature's real, real even. Um, they're very receptive to what we're saying. And we don't hold any back. We don't lie to them. You know, we tell them point blank what we think's going on out there and what we yeah. think they're doing right and doing wrong. They may not agree with us, and then yeah. they'll give us reasons why they're doing it. But the cooperation there is really, really smooth things out as far as yeah. The, the, the communication people are listening to each other, yeah. and then part of our responsibility is like what i'm doing here telling people 
spreading the word yeah. what the DEC is doing and why they're doing it. Right. Okay. In the past, the DEC say, okay, we're going to cut stocking by 200,000. And people say, well, why are you doing it? And I'm seeing, yeah. seeing fish all over the place, seeing bait all over the place. Now this we got a better basis of where their science is taking. You know, one of the things that's kind of scared me over the last few years has been, you know, and you know, Bob, because you, you talk to these guys, you know, you talk to a fisheries biologist, you know, let's face it. These guys aren't getting rich, right? No. These guys, they, they fisheries biology because they love it. Exactly. They love the fish. They care about the resource, the whole deal. And one of the things that's frankly scared me over the last few years is like, so you go to those meetings and these guys, you know, they're trying to run them out to the stake, you know I mean? And, and it's mm. like, it's like, wait a second, you know, time out here guys, you know, let's not, if that's how we're going to treat those people, right? Why on earth would you want to do that as a job? So I think that, you know, I mean, it's good that we're taking, you know, we need to get the input and everything else, but you know, they're, you know, they're professional. This is what they do and they're not doing it for the money. I can tell you that. No, no, there's no doubt about that. And then the other thing from their perspective, you know, they are really getting the feel, the understanding. We know what we're talking about. We're not just a bunch of guys. Yeah. You guys have been doing it a long time and you're spending a lot of hours out there. And you know, we were, we researched, a lot of what they're saying so we understand what they're doing and why they're doing it you know uh, over the years i've read a lot of papers boring papers about mm-hmm. why this why they're studying fish this way why they're changing that way you know yeah. so you know we got the lamprey problem everybody knows about right now why did it happen how long is it going to be are we going to be involved with it what are they doing now to try to control it you know so and that's super interesting we did a show on that uh, i think it was last year and people really, really got into that. I mean, it's it's a big deal. And when you get out there and you, and you bring in a fish that's got one stuck, you want to know more about it. So right. That's a, it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. myself just touch base on. I didn't know lamprey are basically like salmon. Mm-hmm. They come out of the yeah. tributary. They live for a year, uh, only one year as an adult. They go back up, spawn, and they die. Yep. Uh, you just thought that they spawn and they come back out. Right. How many people didn't know that? You know. Right. So you, from them, you learn a a lot of that stuff. So one of the things, I mean, you're a representative, so you go in and, and you're meeting with the DEC folks, and, and talk, we've talked a little bit about uh, Steve Hurst. We had him on the show right. a few years ago. Really, really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Corey Goldsworthy on yesterday from Minnesota. Corey's a big fisherman as well. It's just it's fun to talk to those guys. But what's it like for you going out, walking out of that room, you go back to your, to your harbor, your marina, and everybody wants to know kind of what's going on. So what's that like when you get to go out and talk to the captains about what you're talking well, about? Well, a, a lot of times what, uh, the first thing that happens is people say, well, they're doing this and they shouldn't be doing that. Okay. They shouldn't be cutting back on stock. Well, the guys don't understand why. Okay. So for me, it's trying to bring the temperature of that person down and explain to him why they're doing it. And most of the time, once they get an explanation that clears the air, the guys walk away. Not happy about it, but at least understand. Did, did you ever think you'd hear your name as Bob Sangan, the mediator? Did you ever? Did you ever? Did you ever uh, think that that was even humanly possible? Uh, no, not a million years. <laughs> not a million years, but yeah. So they, it's been a real good, real good experience. Now we've. Uh, I'm getting older. I'm pretty mature in my career, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to like. Rob get that next and guys. We're starting to get some new guys involved with this. Yeah. And one of the things I do with the DEC is I try to identify the younger guys coming yeah, up. That's great. Because I'm not going to be doing it forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 67 years old. I mean, 
if I fish another five, ten years. Uh, you got tw- you got you got twenty years. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, so we're bringing the new blood in because you can't keep listening to us. We, the ideas don't become fresh after over, over a while. After a while, even you're, though you're you're trying to bring, you're new sounding life. pretty progressive in your old age, but I mean, you're, I mean, I mean, this isn't. You know, this isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. They can still hear me yelling from the <laughs> No, I mean, it, it honestly, it sounds like a model program. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it sounds like the way that it should be for a lot of fisheries in a lot of states. I mean, the, it really does. Steve Hurst, the fisheries manager, is very, very open as far as taking our input probably you know i'm not saying that the ones in the past were bad but he's yeah. a little bit more open than they have been and then of course the top man is the man that's going to drive it too yeah. you yeah. know and we're hoping that he's set up a process here that's going to continue on when he moves on everybody right. moves on you know what always happens is the best guys come in and they work mm-hmm. and once they get things all set up then they're gone they're retiring and you got to worry about Start what, over yeah what the new guy coming is yeah. going to do now we're kind of actually seeing the people that are following steve there's a plan there's a succession right. plan a there succession yeah there. right yeah. and yeah. we know hope that this is going to keep on keep on keeping and and like me trying to get the younger guys in we're working on a succession plan for us older guys when we disappear from it you know so yeah that's you're looking after the resource, so I mean that's, that's pretty, I love, that's I love pretty cool. Resource. Yeah, I love yeah. the resource. Always have. Yeah. You know, when I was a little kid, I used to beg my father to take me fishing, and I always dropped at catching that monster fish out. And <laughs> when I was going fishing, and all I caught was little bluegill. Now you can you wake up in yeah. the morning, you can go out and catch the monster fish, right. and we yeah. want to keep that keep that going. Right. You know, get more young kids in into the resource, into utilizing the resource. So your your charter is real exciting charter right. out of Wilson, well, um, Oak Orchard, Oak Orchard. I fish Oak Orchard, yeah. Wilson only in May. Yeah, I ran into you last, last year, so right. that's why I thought you were right. Wilson. Normally out of Oak Orchard, right? Okay. Right. And one of the things that you do, we've been talking about technology a lot here already today, and talking about young people and old people and what we all do. You're on the Facebooks all the time. And you're giving a report all the time, and it's a really great report. So Appreciate it. Tell that. people about how. how it was kind of retiring out of the business him and his wife were both very computer literate at the time so they i I worked with them to start up what was called fdo okay and that's what the podcast is now and we would feed information to them and they would actually take the time to to post it well as time went on and we lost joe and shirley i took that over a hundred percent and then once the social media came on it became easy Mm -hmm. you know it was easier to at the end Today, sure. flip it on, and then describe what I'm catching. I can fish on. I can show them. Right. Okay. So, and you know, the the reason behind it, always for me, has been the fact you want people to come up and enjoy the resource. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that comes up to fish one day and doesn't know where to start. So, where does he start? He starts a hundred for the water. There may not be no no fish till he gets to four hundred for the water. Right. Okay. So at least, and we all know it changes every day, but at least it gives people a starting point. Okay. Yeah, and the best publicity for Oak Orchard or whatever harbor it might be is people come up and catch fish. When they go home, they're going to go home and say, you know, I went up there. I got information. We had a great time. I didn't catch as many fish as the captains did or I may may have beat some of the captains. OK, but at least he knew where to start. And he and now when he goes home, he says, you know, Oak Orchard's a pretty good place to go. Why don't you go there? Yeah. So some guys 
want to go salmon fishing for their whole life or for whatever amount of time, they don't have a boat. They're going to call up a captain, okay? Or they're going to call up, now they're going to call up a place for lodging. So it promoted the whole area and helped everybody, business-wise, the tackle shops, the, the gas stations, the lodging places, the captains, and, yeah. and that. So that's really the real reason behind it. So Kind of the other another example of good things happen when people talk to each other, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. communication has had such an impact on success absolutely of this fishery yeah. well, of that's, what the, that's what this show is about right. i mean that's what makes this show unique right. is, i mean that's like you said the seminar rooms are full i mean it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah 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 one of the one of the other cool things real quick here we got about a minute left okay. but uh, you do this report from the helm so it's not like this is what happened yesterday yeah like you're coming in and saying hey here's what happened right now so we're talking about real time information yeah. yeah and i always get uh they always screw with me that my hair's all messed up at the end of the day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a lot of times we're doing it from the helm. You know? right, right. So, so it's real excitement charters and you can find it on Facebook, Bob. There's a, is there another way people can get hold of you if they want to reach out to you? Uh they can call me if they want. It's five eight five seven three three five eight two nine. Get me on Facebook or uh e- email me. I'm on uh, my uh Web page is realexcitement.com, real easy. My email is, address is on there. I get email, emails all the time and text messages, guys asking me what's going on. Very good. So I never, I never turn them away as long as I see them. Awesome. Thanks, hey, it was a pleasure talking Appreciate to you guys. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.